0: The following is a special presentation of high school sports. It's the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny.
1: Welcome in, everyone, to another season of the High School Coaches Show, presented by Crumback Chevrolet. I'm Justin Kenny here with DC Hendricks, kicking the season off right. Welcome back, DC. (laughs) He's got to swing the... uh He's got to swing the bike over. Very excited, man. Let's go. High school football season. Let's do it, man. It's been a minute. It's been since March. Let us back in again. Oh, it's crazy. Our our, our key fob continues to work here at this establishment. I don't understand. I'll never understand it, but I'll take it. Back for year three to talk some high school football leading into week one coming up on Friday. Scrimmages behind us. It's so difficult, as we'll talk to some coaches here about what you take out of scrimmages. Things that look great. Should you be positive about those? Things that look horrible. Should you overthink those? So plenty of things to take out of scrimmages last week. And what do you do with them? Every coach is different, and we're going to talk to some coaches here in just a few seconds. Coach Grant Grant Mosier, South Adams Starfires, will join us. Later on, about 6.15, Luke Amstutz, head coach of the East Noble Knights, will come on with us. And then about 6.30, defending state champion Bishop DeWenger Saints coach Jason Garrett will join us as we lead into Tin Caps baseball pregame show about six. 45 let's not waste any time dc we're going to kick it off with the creme de la creme it's only downhill from here for the rest of the season with our first guest grant mosier south adam starfires on the phone with us right now coach what's happening
0: so my question is how many no's did you get before you had to call me first? Get 15, 20 guys saying no first before you called me?
1: Well, I mean, it was a sizable list we had in front of you, brother. And uh and we thought, well, I mean, it's I guess South Adams is a favorite and, you know, if the coach doesn't blow it, then uh, maybe they got a chance. But uh thanks for picking up. Uh 19 other guys said no, so you're up. Number 20, baby. <laughs> coach, uh take us back scrimmage every coach is different every team is different when you see your group on the field on a friday night i guess the probably the biggest thing is they actually get to hit some other people as opposed to themselves but what did you learn about your team last friday
0: yeah and you never want to get too high or too low following a scrimmage with what you see um the biggest thing for us was getting our our, our backup quarterback Aiden and sophomore who's going to be starting week one for us as Arnold goes rehabbing his acl um some, some live action getting some good looks um, but uh, like, I, like I said, we, we, we played pretty well defensively, I thought, for the most part. but We don't spend time um, as far as preparation goes as much as you would a normal season. We're already looking forward to week one um, as far as preparation goes uh, during that week. But I like the way uh, our sophomore QB did move the ball pretty well. He stood in the pocket, uh, made some nice throws, and, and he used his feet really well. So like I said, James Arnold's coming back. He's actually cleared right now, but we're going to sit him out week one and hope to have him go week two.
1: I guess the blessing with Aiden Waner is you knew this could be potentially the situation throughout the summer. So we saw him on seven on seven. Obviously, not as uh, you know, and it's not the real thing, but he got plenty of reps with the first team in the summer.
0: Uh, we threw him to the wolves this summer, man. We we. We really tried to bulk up our summer schedule quite a bit, and we played. ended up playing the number one ranked team currently in 4A Marion. Um, We played. We played three teams who are ranked in the top ten in 2A. This summer, we played Eastbrook, who's top five. Bishop Lewis is top five. We played Shenandoah, who's top ten team. So, Aiden's Aiden's seen kind of the, the, the cream of the crop as far as teams go. Hopefully things slow down for him a little bit here, but he's a smart sophomore kid. Obviously, the Warner name's, uh, nothing new in Burnett quarterback position. But he's a kid that, uh, we're, we're, we're playing on playing. When James comes back, he'll play a little bit everywhere. move him all over the field. He's quite an athlete. He'll play him some receiver, maybe even a little bit of, uh, of running back at times. But he's a kid that, uh, that works side for, I think he's gonna, he's actually play both ways. He'll start at free safety as well. Um, so he's kind of playing quarterback both sides of the ball, uh, as a sophomore Friday night. But he's got, we've, we have plenty of talent around him. Hopefully, it help him out. Um, I'm really excited to see Nick Stuber back for the first time since uh, Week Three last year. Running back, he's a kid that I'm really excited about. Um, he's a 200-pound running back with with a lot of speed when he hits the uh, the burners. But he's only played two games of running back in his entire high school career because he played varsity varsity quarterback as a sophomore. i um, a kid that we're we're up with his development so far, so I think he's gonna have a big night too and big year, Nick Stuber.
1: Christian Somerset, another guy that's going to be key. Nick Miller, we seemingly have sung his praises since he was a freshman, now a junior. Drew Stutzman as well will be huge for you. I mean, this is a group when you look at this junior group in particular and some seniors mixed in as well that you've been excited for several years now about this group coming up. And now that they're here, now that they're really on, the, on the, on the main stage, it feels like it's, it's time to deliver. And these guys seem like they're ready to do just that.
0: Sure, there's there's a ton of excitement right now around our program, around our community, around our town. I think as far as uh, this football program goes and this football team goes um, around this group for a while, but we keep talking to these guys that no one's going to necessarily care that we have potential, that we have talent, um, how good we can be. No one's going to be scared of us because of that reason. Everyone else wants to win the conference as bad as we do. Um, so we're really trying to talk, increase more culture than talent, trying to get uh, the small things right as far as practice goes, working really hard. Um, we implemented a thing where we try and sprint everywhere we go in practice, naturally, and that's really in, um, made our intensity a lot more during practice. Um, I've loved that the last couple, uh, last year, and last year, two years. Um, we work hard in the classroom, push that, hold kids accountable for uh, being late. Small things like that hopefully lead to, uh, to winning in, in football and in life, hopefully.
1: Coach, when you look at the expectations, and and I'm as guilty as anybody saying South Adams a team to beat in the ACAC. The last couple of years, the target wasn't necessarily on South Adams back; it was on Adams Central just up the road. How does the message change with your guys, or does it change when you are the hunter hunted as opposed to the hunter?
0: Sure, and I, and I think I think right now we're ranked third in the preseason in one A, which I think. Way higher than we deserve. I mean, based on our last couple of years, we're seven and three the last two years. We've been bounced in the playoffs first round the last two years by Adam Central and Busco. So we haven't, this, this group hasn't earned anything. Um, finished third in the conference in 2017, second in the conference 2018. I'll be trying to make that jump this year, but it's, a, it's going to be a tough conference. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if Adam Central has to lose. They've, they've, they've had it now for a while. Um, last year they were champions, obviously. I think last two years now at Woodland in uh, 2017 went to State. So, I mean, it's a tough conference. They're going to be good again with a strong senior class. Um, Coach Cungle doing great things at Bluffton with with that speed he has down there and that running back and at and quarterback. Um, we have some bigger schools in Heritage and Jay County. So it's going to be a conference where everyone wants win that when that trophy. We haven't won it since 1993, so we've been preaching that hard. Um, but I think, like you said, the expectations are, are definitely high. Um, and that, that gives kids a, a little bit of a, hopefully a little, bit more, a little more of a chip on their shoulder, work a little bit harder than they would normally
1: Coach Grant Mosier, South Adams Starfires joining us here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet Coach when I look at your schedule something that jumped out to me arguably your four toughest challenges of the year are all on the road, Bluffton, Monroe Central, Adams Central, Woodland, now not to take away anything else uh, of, the, of the opponents on your schedule but some of the bigger games that you guys are going to have to win, particularly to win this conference, are going to be away from Burn.
0: Yeah, and, and the only thing I like about that is two of those games are going to be on turf, which I think hopefully we have a little bit of speed. That'll help us out with turf at Bluffton and at Woodland. Um, but you're absolutely right. There's four really tough teams. Like I said, Coach Cuckham was doing great things over at Bluffton. One of my good friends, we probably, we probably text two or three times a week throughout the entire year. Um, but obviously I want to beat him. He wants to beat me, so it's going to be a big game week three. Monroe Central now a sectional opponent, too, so that's going to be an interesting week five game. What do we both hold back? What that's going to look like? I'm um, a team that we, we obviously really want to beat. Um, I haven't beat him since I've been here as the head coach, um, and, and uh, they're, they're better than people think. Don't get me wrong by any means. They, uh, Dallas Waller is a good quarterback. He's a talented kid. He's a good leader, and they have some good young backs as well, so they're going to be a tough team. And like you said, Woodland, I think, is going to be a huge game as well. They have Ben Reed, a great quarterback, and some good skill kids around him to match with that with Jack Wallace and his little brother who's, uh, out for the first time. So it's going to be some tough stuff road games and a tough schedule all year, which the good news that hopefully there is we're going to be tested going to sectional and we're in a brand new sectional, kind of like I alluded to with, uh, with a good, good Monroe Central team who has a sophomore quarterback back to start last year. So the goal is, I know it sounds cliche, but always building toward, uh, toward the end of the season, hopefully making a run in one night.
1: Coach, you hit the road to start the season this Friday. You go to Winchester, a team that you guys have opened up the last couple years against. What do you know about the Golden Falcons? What do you guys need to be ready for?
0: Yeah, they're they're better than they've been historically. I think looking at them right here, or at least the last couple of years, they've been better than they've been the last couple of years. Um, they have a, they have a big line up front. They're big, both sides of the ball. They have some big defensive ends. Um, they have a sophomore quarterback who's similar to us. We do we do as well with Warner, but he's he is a he has a good arm. He's a good runner. Um, and defensively, they, they tackle pretty well, and they, and they blitz quite a bit. So we've been working a lot today. We actually had to go inside here the last hour of practice with some lighting and burn. But so did some walk-through stuff. I got your guys are focused. I told them right there during film, this is the one group I've had. Um, first time in five years where they're really, really into film and, and breaking it down ahead of time, um, coming to me with ideas, things like that. So when you have players taking the lead, hopefully something special can happen.
1: Coach, when you look at this ACAC as a whole, what do, what jumps out to you? Maybe what is different? What is similar uh from years past in this conference
0: it's i mean every single year it's such a tough conference now you see different teams take different leaps like when i played it was always uh heritage always had a really good team but i mean i, I just love i love the head coaches in, in this conference we have a we actually had a group text going a couple weeks ago with all the all the head coaches um wishing uh obviously wishing uh sherwood uh the legend of woodland uh they feeling better um told him to take it easy at practice coming back from that heart attack we're glad he's doing okay. Um, it's always fun to coach against a guy like that. And like I said, I'm good friends with Brent Conkle, um, Nico, and, and Millspaugh, high-character guys, uh, with new coaches at Southern Wells, with a good resume at Southern Wells, and then uh, Michael Moser, a guy that coached me in middle school at South Adams. So it's just cool to be close to those coaches and fun to talk to them before games. And don't get me wrong, it's obviously competitive. We all want to beat each other, but it's just kind of fun to have that camaraderie with the, uh, the coaches in the ACAC.
1: Coach, such high expectations for this team. What's the message to these guys? What's the key to achieving the goals that you guys have set forth for 2019?
0: Like I like I like I say it again. It's just got to be about the culture we're setting in practice and practicing that hard. Because like I like I just keep telling these guys, no one cares about expect or no one cares about how much potential we have and how much talent we have if we're not matching that work ethic and practice every single day and, and working harder than the other 15 or the other uh, 10 teams on our 10 teams on our schedule. It's not going to matter. And then, like, I, like we said a little bit ago, too, we have some talent, so we have to have guys who are going to be selfless and be, be excited for each other. Guys like uh, guys like Drew Sussman on a normal South Adams team with not, 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 a, not as much talent as we might have right here gets probably 10 targets a game. We've got to be happy some games where we're going to try and run the ball a bunch or give Miller the ball or whatever it is and be happy for his teammates and be selfless. So if we can find that where guys are truly excited for that brotherhood that we try to create here, hopefully things can uh, go our way a little bit.
1: Always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for starting the show off on a high. It's downhill from here, my friend.
0: Yeah, right. Thanks for the call
1: as always, my man. All right, thanks. Good luck uh, on Friday against Winchester. Thanks, Kenny. That was Coach Grant Mosier, South Adams Starfires, and some high expectations. And it, it, it's always tremendously interesting to me, D.C., that two schools within like 15 miles of each other, Tiny Monroe, the the metropolis that is burned compared to Monroe, Adams Central, South Adams, such powerful... Football programs repeatedly year after year. The last couple of years it's been Adams Central dominating the conference. Is it this year, the year of the South Adams Starfires? A lot of people think so. High expectations from Grant Mosier and company. They'll kick it off this Friday. At Winchester. Follow that up home game against Belmont before they get into the ACAC schedule. And like I said, the quirk of the schedule at Bluffton, at Adams Central, at Woodland, three of probably the biggest ACAC games for South Adams, all three on the road. But Coach said two of those on turf. And who knew? He's talking about speed at South Adams. Feels like he can use that speed against the likes of Bluffton and Woodland to gain an edge. So thank you to Coach Grant Mosier for joining us we're going to keep it going in terms of conference favorites when we come back from the break luke Amstutz, east noble knights will join us this is the first edition of the third season of the high school coaches show presented by crumback chevrolet i'm justin kenny we'll be right back you're listening to espn radio 1380 and 100.9 fm
0: now back to the high school coaches show with justin kenny on espn radio 1380 and 100.9 fm
1: Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet here on a Tuesday evening. This is going to be our home each and every week through the football season. Tuesday night uh, may have some conflicts here and there, but 6 to 7 every Tuesday night right here on ESPN Radio 1380. 100.9 FM from now all the way through Thanksgiving. Hopefully we're watching a team or two down at the state championship at Lucas Oil Stadium over Thanksgiving weekend. Before we get to our next guest, the uh, first AP poll, Associated Press poll of the season, came out today. And looking through it, not a, a ton of surprises. Snyder, as they were in the coaches' poll, now where to be found in the top ten. They're at number 11 in Class 6A. Carmel top 6A. Uh, 5A has Bishop Dwenger at number 2 behind New Palestine, which is just a uh, is is a beast in class five A. A lot of people are already penciling that in for a state championship game, Dwanger New Pal in class 4a angola at number eight marion atop the class with five first place votes they start number one east noble and wayne receive votes in 4a concordia ranked number nine in class 3a bishop lewers returns to class 2a for the first time since 2013 they got a first place vote but will start the season ranked number seven And a lot of area representation in 1A, Adams Central and South Adams tied at number three. Cherubusco debuts at number six. Indianapolis Lutheran, the top team in Class A to start the 2019 season. One of the aforementioned teams that is in the mix in Class 4A is East Noble. They've uh, ruled the roost of the Northeast State the last couple years looking to do it again. This year, head coach of the Knights is Coach Luke Amstutz, joins us on the line right now. Coach, how are you?
2: Doing great. Great to hear from you.
1: Yeah, you too. Did you guys get some practice time in, or did it rain in Kendallville? Because we got drenched over here uh, south of Fort Wayne.
2: It only only rains on the farmland in Kendallville.
1: We we had nice practice. Nice. And, and Coach, I asked Coach Grant Mosier of South Adams before you about the scrimmage, and, and I was able to be there last Friday to see you guys against Concordia. The danger is you take too much or too little out of a scrimmage. After reviewing the film, what did you learn about your team?
2: yeah I think you know you're right the skirmishes mean very little and you know it's a great chance to get a lot of uh you know a lot of experience for your guys but at the same time you can't push it too hard and get somebody hurt or you know or, or whatever i i just felt like uh i was i was pleasantly surprised with some positions that we we thought were question marks and and uh, i think Cordy is a good team it's a good program and and they brought some really good kids over and, and I was excited to see how we played against them. i thought we played. Really physical on defense, and uh, you know, offensively, I think we uh, <clears throat> we had just a good night of good balance, and, and uh, I think it just bodes well for us moving forward.
1: You mentioned something to me last Friday that was interesting. You said, you know, we have a handful of sophomores that are going to be thrust in some big positions for us for this season. And I think a scrimmage is obviously a perfect uh, time to see what those kids can do. Maybe not consistently each Friday night, but for, for kids that don't have a great taste of varsity football, a scrimmage is exactly the type of environment you want to see those guys uh, perform in and how they handle it.
2: Yeah, that was probably the biggest thing about Friday night for us was, um, you know, we have right now three sophomores that are full time starters and and are really good players. And you know, do those sophomores step up and, and play like juniors and seniors? If they do, you know, you have a makings of a really good team. And you know, if they if they make the mistakes that sophomores make, you know, it's going to cost you some games. But uh, you know, Friday night was uh, was big for us to see. You know, Rowan Zolman, Nick Munson and Chris Hood, uh, who were three of the better sophomores, I think, in the area, uh, and they, uh, they stepped up and and played really well and, and answered some questions for us and, um, you know, really, really showed, I think we have some of the depth that, you know, we were hoping we had.
1: Coach, you have to replace Caden Harshberger, who was uh, your leading rusher a year ago, but somebody that looks like he can step right in, Jacob Van Gorder uh, rushed for over 300 yards a year ago, but uh, he could be a guy that maybe you miss a bit of a beat with Caden gone, but Jacob seems like a kid who can step right in for you at running back.
2: For sure. Um, You know, you... You're always going to have some things that you miss about a kid like Caden. You know, his ability to run the ball, but also to go out of the backfield and catch the ball, line up a receiver. He just, you know, gave defenses a lot of headaches. But uh, while we don't have, you know, one person that can do all those things like Caden, I think we have uh, a little bit more diversity in what we have available. I think we have, we're a little deeper at receiver. Uh, we've got two or three kids that we trust in a varsity game at running back. Uh, you know, they might not all. Have Caden's uh, breakaway ability, but you know Hayden Jones and Bailey Parker and Gage Jernsberger and Jacob and some of these guys—they they they have some pretty good abilities themselves. And I think uh, I think it's going to be tough for teams to you know focus on what what they want to do and what they want to take away because I think we'll be able to be pretty balanced.
1: When you have a player the caliber of Bailey Parker back on both sides of the football, threw for 1600 yards, rushed for 800 yards, had 55 tackles, really a lockdown defender in the back end of that defense. I mean, it's a kid that you can put anywhere and he can excel. And the fact that you can put a leadership role upon him as well and gain the respect of his teammates, I think it's just an all encompassing type kid that you want at the forefront of your program
2: it is uh he you know Bailey's a really good player and he's been a really good player since he was a sophomore as a, as a sophomore he started at free safety and he made great plays and then as a, a junior he moved into quarterback and he had some growing pains early in the year but as the season went on um you know we we lost a game to warsaw early in the year last year just solely on some fumbles and interceptions and, and whatnot and then as the year went on he learned how important it is to value the football both as a runner and a passer and once he started doing that you know our offense went to new heights and I, I think he's uh he can do he can do more than you know maybe any quarterback that i've coached just from a from a pure like you know speed and what he can do with the ball to being able to throw the ball and make great reads and and then you know defensively i i think he's one of the best defensive players i've ever
1: coached coach luke amstutz east noble knights joining us here in the high school coaches show presented by crumback chevrolet coach defensively a lot of the guys that you mentioned will also be key on the defensive side of the ball uh, who are some of the players that you need to step up in key spots for east noble to continue to be one of those dominant teams in the NEA?
2: well we we lost two senior linebackers last year um that uh that were were pretty good ones, and and they were kind of bigger kids and thumpers, uh you know big hitters, but they weren't running side to side down the field making plays on the outside, and, that, and that's really. Where we struggled uh, in the sectional against Northwood, you know, uh, Bronson Yoder was a heck of a player. For people that didn't see him, he was an unbelievable player, and and uh, we just had we couldn't, you know, couldn't get him on the ground. And and uh, this year we feel like we kind of went with a little bit more of a speed approach. We're we're pretty big up front with our front four. We got Lathal Muhammad Ali, who's one of the best defensive tackles around, and a couple other kids that can really play, and then we. Uh, move Jacob Van Gorder to, to linebacker and, and Cole Shupak will be a first year linebacker and they, they're both fast and, and physical and so we, they, uh, you know, we're kind of sacrificing a little bit on size, but I think we're gonna, we're gonna be better, um, at getting sideline to sideline and, and getting people to the ground.
1: Coach, you mentioned Brandon Yoder in that Northwood game a year ago. You also mentioned it last Friday to me following that scrimmage. Yoder went for about over 350 yards in that game last year in the postseason. And you said the message was in the offseason that if anybody's going to beat us, it's not going to be through the running game. And you said we're going to take some chances on the outside. We'll have some single coverage on times. And if teams beat us that way, so be it. But we're not going to be beaten on the ground. You guys were able to tie up Amir Drew for the most part last Friday. But it seems like the focus of this defense was to not have a repeat of what happened last year against Northwood.
2: Yeah. I mean, with every defense and every, everybody that's listening, everybody that understands football knows that, you know, you don't win games when you let up, uh, you know, when you're letting up five, six, seven yards of rush. And, uh, you know, when it all came down to it last year, it wasn't just about playing one good player, you know, that just exposes some weaknesses that we had in, in what we were doing schematically, who we were putting where, um, you know, you, in high school football, you have to commit to having your best tacklers on the field making plays and, uh, you know, we were a little bit with you know Bailey being a first year quarterback. We were a little bit, a little bit hesitant maybe with having him and Hayden Jones and some of these guys line up on the outside and and come up and make plays and be really aggressive. And and uh, you know that's that's no longer going to be going be the case. We have some some seniors uh that can really play that uh, we're going to be expecting to fly around and make plays. And we have a D line that's going to really make things tough for people in the middle and um you know we 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 just need uh you know we just need those linebackers to to you know grow up a year and and uh play their best and I think I think our defense this year is really going to be kind of where we hang our hat as as good as we could be on offense if we can get things going. I think Uh, I haven't had a, a defense that I've been this excited about since 2012.
1: Coach, you've never shied about playing solid programs non-conference or at any time. Once again, that's the case this year. You start at Plymouth on Friday. Then you welcome Mishawaka in in Week 2. That's a tremendous program with the Cavemen. Keith Kinder had a great first year up there before you even get into uh, conference play. So let's focus this week. Going to Plymouth, it's a familiar opponent. You guys have played him in the past. Going there and getting a win, what's it going to take?
2: I think it's a as familiar as it could possibly be. We've played them between us and DeKalb and us and Plymouth. We've played one of those teams twice every year for the last seven years. and, you know we we know each other so well you know coach both coaching staffs know each other we know all the kids know each other the schemes you know we're, we're we all run a lot of very similar schemes um plymouth is a tough place to play because it is a it is a mirror image of Kendallville and, and east noble football um it's uh you know hard-nosed and it's uh you know tough kids and it's not it's not uh, a hotbed for, you know, 6'5 receivers. It's a hotbed for 5'10, 215 pound linebackers. And, and, uh, that's, that's the type of kid that you're going to see there. And, and they're going to play physical and we're going to have to play our best on the road to win. We've beat them four out of five and they're, they're certainly, uh, certainly looking at, at changing that right now. And, and then, you know, Mishawaka, same thing, one of the top, you know, premier programs in the state. We're excited to have two great challenges and, and see where it takes us.
1: Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Good luck going on the road this week. And going forward, I'm sure we'll catch up to you here in the near future. Hey, thank you much. That was Coach Luke Amstutz, East Noble Knights, joining us. A team that, since the formation of the Northeast 8 back in 2015, East Noble has been a co-champion or the exclusive champion of that league three times they've been beaten three times in the in the league in the last four years this is a dominant program in the northeast eight a lot of teams trying to track them down you throw leo in there is always strong new haven DeKalb could be that upstart team columbia city is on the rise but until somebody or a couple teams in a year can knock off east noble kendallville is going to be the creme de la creme of the northeast eight we're going to take a break. We'll come back, talk to Coach Jason Garrett, Bishop Dwanger Saints, as we head toward the end of our first High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet of the season. I'm Justin Kenny. You are listening to ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM.
0: You're listening to the High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenny on ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM.
1: Welcome back here to the High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet. Trying to track down Coach Jason Garrett here. Coming up on Friday evening, 7 o'clock, live from Spuller Stadium, Brett Rump will bring you complete coverage of the Northrop Bruins hosting the Homestead Spartans. Shannon Griffith will also be on hand as the Bruins officially open Spooler Stadium. Looks great out there. The turf's on the field. you got the big Bruin at the 50-yard line. And if you're looking for a team that could potentially be a surprise in the SAC, uh, it seems like every year we have a team that jump up Northside a couple years ago. Wayne has been that team uh, for a couple years. Concordia, too, as well. When they won a state championship, we're really competitive in the see, don't look past the Northrop Bruins. I think a little bit of a spring in their step when you can look out from from uh, from school and, and see the field and see the turf and you're practicing on turf, you're running out on the turf, you got the big Bruin at the 50-yard line. I think the Northrop Bruins could be a team that could uh, not win the conference, but be a 5-4, and 6-3 and three football team. They get a couple basketball kids out, Quaylon Pettis, Elijah Fincher, add some added athleticism onto that team. Big question for them is going to be that defense. They've been able to score a lot of points, but they also give up a lot of points as well. But hey, speaking of a a program that can look out their window from school and see their home field, is the Bishop Dwenger Saints with a brand new field and uh, a lot of excitement hovering around the Week 2 game against Northside that will officially open the new complex out of Bishop Dwenger. The head coach of the Bishop Dwenger Saints is Jason Garrett. He's on the phone with us right now. Coach, how are you?
3: Hey, great. Thanks for having me.
1: And, Coach, uh, I guess, uh, I mean, you're coming off a state championship, but that seems almost secondary in terms of excitement at this point of the year and <laughs> being able to play some actual home games.
3: Yeah, I tell you, it, it is exciting. Uh, gosh, every day it just seems like something new goes up and something else is finished. And uh, we had a special uh, special moment on Friday night. We kind of tricked the guys a little bit and told them we were going to start a new tradition on the field every Friday night. Once the lights got on, so on and so forth, we got them out here, and we turned the lights on for the first time after the scrimmage when we got back. And it was a pretty special moment. So there's a lot of excitement.
1: Bishop Dwenger doesn't need any additive incentive to be a, a proud and good football program, but man, how much! added uh kind of excitement is there in being able to not jump on a bus and go the you know mile mile and a half to zollner stadium and come down already you know suited up run around the field do your cows i mean you just get to stay home i mean i think a lot of the kids and probably a lot of the student body in the bishop Dwinger community has to be really excited
3: yeah i think uh it's hard to measure and to your point uh so many alumni and and people that have obviously behind the scenes made this possible um uh, yeah it, it's the entire bishop winger community we've had a lot of alumni reach out very excited wish they could obviously be uh, out here we've had some guys from the 67 city championship team come out and they they talked about how they you know played in the rocks and the mud out here and they're just uh they're so excited for everybody so you know it's a it's a family venture here uh everybody's excited and uh you know, we're especially uh, excited and, and proud to be the ones to have the first opportunity to play games here.
1: Is Athletic Director John Bennett still stressing parking, or does he feel like he has it all figured out? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, yeah, uh, it was one of the early studies that had to be done for sure. And, and uh, you know, to, to uh, kind of explain that, they actually found out we had more parking spots here than we had measured over at Zolner. So. You know, obviously I think with, uh, with all the excitement and things, we'll probably have quite a bit of spillover and, and things like that, but, uh, I think there's a good plan in place and... You know, people will find find a place to park somewhere here and, and make it over to the stadium.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a lot of anticipation for that Week 2 game. But you get a Week 1 game this week at Wayne to kick off things, which would be a tremendous challenge for you guys. Before we get into that matchup, I want to revisit some things. you got Brendan Lytle, who seems like he's been through the wars. He's that experienced seasoned veteran, yet he's just a junior, but went through so much last year through the course of the beginning of the season, splitting time, taking over the the quarterback spot then really learning throughout the season and bringing home a state championship from that quarterback spot he seems like he's like a multi-year starter yet is just a junior returning for you
3: yeah i think uh you know obviously the the word that comes to mind with brennan is maturity and uh yeah i mean he's been there you know, i think things that help him is he's a he's a three-sport athlete so he's been you know, he's been in that environment in basketball. You know, he does a great job in baseball. And then to be on the stage in football, uh, I think he handles that well. I think mean, he's naturally a naturally composed young man. I think he's confident. Uh, I think the guys around him, uh, you know, they believe in him. And that goes a long way, and, you know, in our system, and our program, guys believing in one another. So, yeah, and uh, to, to go uh, the distance with us last year and, and be in that in that position, being around that great senior group last year and another – 18 class this year, uh, just helps build his confidence and, and his maturity. And uh, you know he's got the keys to the car, and, and uh, you know we all believe in him. And, and uh, I think he's humble. He, he goes about his business every day, works hard. So I yeah, couldn't be prouder of him. And, and I don't think we'd have a better guy in that position right now.
1: Coach, when we talked last week, I know you had a couple open spots in that offensive front going into the scrimmage, but the three that were locked in Luke Wigginton, Joe Henry, Vinny Fiacable, I think you could slot in me and DC, and you'd be sitting pretty good with those three.
3: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, there's two spots in there um, that, you know, center and uh, left guard in particular. And uh, we've had a couple guys, a couple seniors actually step up that, that had some game reps last year. And we feel like then our sixth and seventh linemen uh, that, that can rotate um, in there as well. And so, you know, Friday night will be a good test. They, they did well last Friday. Um, you know, there were a few questions we had on some different uh, sets and, and things that we do, and they, they did a great job. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, the test they'll have this Friday night. Uh, and, and, you know, and see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, two guys stepped in. Um, good size. You know, they do a nice job in there. They're familiar with what we do. So, Friday will be a great test,
1: though. <laughs> oh, definitely. Coach, when you look at that wide receiver core and how deep you can go, O'Keefe, Griffin Eifert, Patrick Finley, Blaine Houston, Michaelito Jr., a lot of weapons in that group, uh, does it tempt you to change some things in terms of what you do, a scheme, and maybe go a little bit more spread in certain packages, or do you stick with what works?
3: Yeah, well, um, I think our run game is obviously something that we take pride in. You know, Um Obviously being physical up front, uh, but certainly, you know, having, having Michael and, and, you know, our entire receiving core back with, with Brendan, uh, it gives us an opportunity to, to get some guys out of the box, we hope. Uh, you know, we go back to some of those, uh, games last year and, you know, the teams were not afraid to put 10, at times even 11 guys in the box. You know, it made trudging along, uh, pretty slow and, and arduous. So. You know, I think we have the ability this year to, to do more of that. Uh, obviously everything's going to be a game plan, uh, week by week, you know, uh, focus for us and what we need to do. And, and, and so, but yeah, certainly I think we, we have the opportunity to throw the ball a little bit more and be a little more efficient and effective that way.
1: Coach, three of the guys you need to replace defensively, T.J. McGarry, Jared Lee, Charlie Howe, were all standout players for you last year on that state title winning team. Who are some of the guys that you guys are going to have to rely on to replace that production?
3: Well, uh, Devin Tittman and, and uh, Lucas Crone will be two guys in the middle on the, on the defensive side that we're going to rely on quite a bit to replace uh, McGarry and, and Jared Lee on the inside. Uh, Renbarger is going to move in from the corner spot. We, we had we already kind of, um, game plan that a little bit last year, got him a little bit, uh, a little bit of work in there, uh, at the sideline linebacker replacing Charlie Howe. So, uh, we feel good about that, uh, about those three guys in particular. And, and then, uh, we've had some guys step up. Howie Steele had quite a bit of reps at corner last year. And then we've had a young man step up, another senior, Conley Foreman will, will, uh, be at the other corner and then obviously our safeties, you know, with Finley and Eifert. So, uh, had a lot of guys step up. Uh, you know, we, 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 we believe we've got good depth on the defensive line. Uh, again, it's, you know, staying healthy and, and getting guys, you know, working together and, and, uh, you know, we just go, go day by day, week by week and try to be ready to go when we hit the playoffs.
1: Coach, before we let you go, wanted to touch on Friday's game. It's a it's a team that's probably circled Week One since you guys beat them 14 to 13 a year ago for a sectional championship. It's the Wayne Generals. What do you have to be ready for to escape Wayne Stadium with a victory on Friday? Uh,
3: well, that list is long. Obviously, it starts with uh, you know their physical play, uh, their speed, uh, you know their playmaking abilities. Uh, so you know we start there, and and uh, you know starting with the physical play, it's something that you know, we take pride in, we believe uh that our guys will come ready to go, uh, week in and week out and play physical. Uh we believe they will too. Uh we gotta play with great emotion, great passion. Um, and then obviously, you know, schematically we gotta we gotta limit their big plays. We gotta be sound in all three facets. You know, it's I think it's one of the toughest games that you that you face year in and year out is that first game and uh, because you have limited film, you have, you know, uh, limited ability to really know what, what a team's about, what they plan to do. Looks like they've changed their defensive scheme a little bit to go more of an odd look. So, you know, we're preparing for both in that regard. Um, obviously personnel. So, uh, it is a tremendous challenge. You know, they, they're very well coached. Uh, it's a tough environment to go in and, and, uh, you know, be effective and, and win. So. Uh great challenge um you know we're going to embrace it and and see what happens
1: coach appreciate you taking the time to join us good luck on friday and we'll catch up to you uh, here in a couple weeks i'm sure
3: oh thanks always always great to be with you guys thanks coach thank you
1: that was coach jason garrett bishop de saints joining us our final guest here on the first edition of the high school coaches show presented by crumback chevrolet here for the 2019 football season